Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you happen to be around the world, and welcome to another episode of the Groovy Podcast. My name is Ken Cousin. I'm podcasting, or screencasting, I guess, from Marlboro, Connecticut, and this time I am joined by... Hi, I'm Jen Strader, and I'm one of the developer advocates for Gradle. And you are in... Berlin. Yeah, I need you to... I needed you to say that this time because, as it turns out, uh, my wife is at the moment in Berlin, okay, <laughs> which is a town in Connecticut, okay? okay, that was, of course, called, it's spelled the same way your city is spelled, but of course, in World War II, they changed the pronunciation to Berlin because they didn't want the association, obviously. And they're still, to this day, very sensitive about it. You can't go there and say, oh, I'm in the Berlin Berlin town. No, 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 you're in Berlin. They'll, they'll correct you on these things. But it was just ironic that she happened to be going to Berlin. And I said, oh, I'm going to talk to somebody from Berlin at the moment. Yeah. So, all right. It was a long, a lot of work for that gag and, and probably didn't even work anyway. But uh, good to see you. Yeah, and, and you too. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you being available. For those people who are expecting to see Baruch, um, my understanding is he's on his way to, is it the J-Point Conference, I think it is, in Moscow? That's where he is. Right. Um, Renee is going there this week. So. Who is? Renee Grishka from Gradle. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I know it's a big deal. And I actually got contacted about possibly going there. Uh, I mean, I don't want to sound like an invitation, but I was, you know, they said, oh, are you available kind of thing. Uh, I've got a conflict this weekend, but I knew it was a big conference. I knew a lot of people were going and it turned out Baruch was one of them. And, you know, hey, any excuse to get you on the podcast rather than Baruch is a good one. So, you know, yeah, pink and pink and all, or is that purple? Uh, yes. So it started as purple and it is, uh, slowly fading out to this pinkish hue. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about pink. Well, more purple, I think. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to think about it, you know. Uh, so anyway, welcome. I know you've been very active, but we'll get to that. You want to do that a little bit later, I guess? We'll talk about that? Yeah. Okay, then let's talk about some of the news items and stuff. So there were no major, major releases in the Groovy ecosystem. We had a bunch of milestones, like, as you mentioned, uh, Grails 4, uh, 0.0, .0 went from milestone 1 to milestone 2, I think about a week ago. Uh, yeah, something something around there. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's exciting because we've been talking about Girls Forward for so long and now now we're finally hitting the milestones. Uh, of course, then release candidates and such before we actually get the uh, the actual release. Yeah, and I think... It's, it's so really exciting to see it. Oh, yeah, and, and Graham Roche himself, I mean, he was at uh, the Greech Conference, which we have to talk about some. Unfortunately, neither of us were there, but... Uh, we'll talk more about that, and then maybe we can talk to Sergio about that separately as well. At any rate, uh, Graham was at um, Greech giving a big, I guess it was a second-day keynote. I'm not sure exactly how it was structured, but it was a major address on the upcoming changes in, Gro in Grails 4. As I recall, one of the big deals, of course, is that they're moving to Spring 5 and Spring Boot 2, and therefore everything will work under Java 11. Which is good because Java Eight is end of life now and all of that, you know, without a commercial uh, contract. Uh, and also, this week, no, last week, last week it was James Clee. I always pronounce it Clee. I think it's Clee and not Clay, right? I I don't know him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, James, 
I actually have a bit of a history with him, as it turned out, that I'll have to mention. But James did one of those OCI updates. Oh, there it is. Yes, he did an OCI webinar on the 27th of March. So that was a week ago where he talked about it was called Introducing Grails 4 Updates and New Fe- Upgrades and New Features. And I normally wouldn't mention something like that after it's already passed, but I do believe you can actually go to that link and sign up and then watch the video. So I think the video is still available. I happen to, again, have a conflict that day, but I'm on the list. So I, I do plan to look at that video. And as you mentioned, it's, it's nice that it's happening, but of course, it's, we're still in milestone versions. It's going to be a little while. I uh, also got the sense from uh, tweets that I've seen from Jeff Brown, who's been at many conferences talking about this, that uh, they may be aiming for a big announcement at, at GreatConf in Copenhagen. Are you going to that, by the way? Am I going? I'm on the committee. Yeah, that's what I was going to, you know, I was hoping that was right, but I'd I gotten things wrong recently and I didn't want to make the assumption. Oh. So that's right. So how's that going? How's uh, GreatConf, the organization, going with that? Good. So we're, I'm a little bit uh, bogged down with work right now. So I'm a bit behind schedule in a few of the marketing things that I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, but we can, we can definitely talk about that a little bit. Uh, we are uh, in registration uh, in early bird too. So if you want to get your discounted ticket, you should do so now. Uh, I guess I, I also have a discount code for Ooh. people who are listening. If we want to share that, uh, now or make them wait until later in the podcast uh let's see and then uh, oh we have diversity tickets so i did uh i did actually get it together a little earlier this year uh if you would like to apply for a diversity ticket to great con the link is in the show notes right uh, and the application will be open until april 15th uh at midnight uh utc so european time so we're recording this on april 4th so that gives people another uh 10, 11 days in order to do that. So that's good. Um, I know that they've been somebody, whoever governs the Great Conf Twitter account, which is that, is that Soren doing that? Mostly Soren. I, I, I tweet sometimes from there, but not recently. Well, there was a burst there where basically the Twitter account was posting another upcoming talk from Great Conf. Yes. And they were yeah, posting that like every day or a couple times a day. Are you... We confirmed all the speakers, then we started announcing them, uh, but we haven't been keeping up that rapid fire of, of tweets. Uh, we'll probably have another uh, another round of that coming soon uh, as we start promoting. We, we generally tend to wait until after breach is over uh, just to like yeah. make sure that they, they have their spot, uh, and then we actually start with promotions for, for Great Compute. Well, that's fair, and and we I don't want to minimize breach again, because I... I was really sad I wasn't able to go there. I, I was supposed to do a No Fluff Just Stuff event in Phoenix, and then the event got canceled. And uh, I was really one of those people thinking, well, you know, what, what would a flight cost just to go at the last minute kind of thing? And then I came to my senses. So, you know, but um, I mean, I, it looks like from the tweets that came out of, of Greach that it was a very successful conference and that there it looked like everybody had a really good time at that one. Yeah, so really glad that that Sergio picked that up uh, because it's a lot of work to organize a conference, but it seems like he did a really good job. Yeah. And we'll find out if he learned his lesson or not when I suppose when it comes around to next year. Uh, But again, we'll talk about him and I imagine there will be recordings that'll come online at some point. I did notice, Oh no, they have, even the slides haven't been, uh, people haven't been posting where their slides are yet. So I imagine all that's still being 
uh, organized them. It was only last week, anyway. Uh, so, at any rate, I, I just didn't want to minimize uh, Greach. And, and, of course, if you min- mention Greach, we mentioned Sergio Delamo, for those who don't know, uh, who, in addition to doing, who being a major conference organizer, is now uh, also the uh, publishes the Groovy Calamari newsletter, as well as the Groovy Calamari podcast. He's going to pass us a number of podcasts very well soon, I guess. Uh, at any rate, the one thing I did put in the show notes about the Groovy Calamari podcast, they have a new homepage that he put together. I mean, most people, you get a podcast, you get it through your podcast app or whatever, or Apple or whatever you normally would do. Uh, he did put together a homepage. And the thing about that homepage, let's see if I can find it again, uh, is that I think it's got an embedded player on it. Yeah. So you can actually hit a button and listen to it. The, the latest interview is with, um, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Uh, well, the Vladimir part, I can pronounce that, uh, Oranyi. Uh, it's got a Y with an accent on it, so I'm not exactly sure how you're supposed to pronounce that. But you know what would help? You know how I, how I would learn how to pronounce that? I, sh- I should listen to the podcast, shouldn't I? Yeah, I should do the same. Yeah. I actually, so I, mean, I didn't I, realize that there were new episodes <laughs> because I – like with, with Groovy Podcast, I know when there's new episodes because YouTube reminds me every time we upload. Ah. Uh, but I I went to do the news and like fetching the information for this podcast and I didn't realize that I had missed like five episodes of, of the other podcast. Okay, well then we'll if it's if it's you as well, then we'll blame Sergio for not marketing well enough. Uh, but the last one I think I listened to was the one with Andre Salmire, which it turns out was episode eight, and there's now a nine with Pablo Martinez and then ten B two Boost. I don't know that one as much, and then eleven and now. 12 is the latest. Uh, so that one's, again, they're all listed on that page. They're all available as recordings and everything. So that's fine. Uh, at any rate, so now we've gone way overboard in how much we needed a market for our competitor here, right? <laughs> okay, so at um, any rate, this is what happens when we don't have major releases in the Groovy community. I will mention a couple of related releases, though, things that were part of the community but uh, not directly. Although I guess before I do that, uh, Mike Renaud also has a release candidate out. The 1.1.0 RC2 is now available. And I put a link in the show notes for that too. So uh, are you doing anything with Mike Renaud these days, by the way? I'm not. Uh, I I always keep saying that I should. I mean, it's really awesome. I've been going to talks about Mike Renaud and uh-huh. all the conferences that I go to, but I haven't... Uh, haven't had something I can actually use it on yet. Yeah, and of course it it seems to be breaking through, which is kind of neat because it's been a long time since I've seen a new technology actually start to get into the popular culture and what well you know the uh, the common culture for us, uh, and it seems to be happening partly because the spring people are starting to pay attention now. Uh, the spring people were getting annoyed because the Micronaut people kept saying, "Look how much faster we are at startup than yours." It, it actually gets helped a bit by the Java community. So when I was at Java Land uh, a couple weeks ago now, the, it was mentioned several times in ah. a lot of the Java talks too. Uh, it wasn't just the groovy little niche anymore, but Micronauts uh, breaking into the big leagues. Yeah, and this, as I say, the spring people got kind of annoyed. And then, of course, Jeff and Graham both tweeted, it's like, 
Look, that's not the issue here. It's all. It's good that everybody's talking about performance now. It's, I'm glad that a lot of people are looking at those issues, but we really are fundamentally changing the game in certain ways. This whole compile time metaprogramming without having to do the 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 sort of class path scanning that Spring Boot apps do on a normal basis. All of that stuff being done at compile time to improve the performance. That's uh, they're happy that a discussion is going on. So again, typical groovy community of looking like there might possibly be a confrontation and saying, no, 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 we're good. But, hey, you might actually want to pay attention to us. And maybe they will. You know, so that that's good. I mean, it was a big deal at DevNexus, too. Right. Yeah. So, and, and of course, Venkat Subramaniam did... Oh, I meant to put a link about that, too. You, you know Venkat, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, how do you not know Venkat, right? He's probably the hardest working guy in the community. At any rate... Um, the Oracle Groundbreakers Award, the one that, that uh, Graham won last year, you know, along with two others, um, they have the nominations up for the, the new list, and they did something weird with that. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, the Oracle people are basically making people vote via Twitter for people to win that award, which I don't like at all. I don't know. You see... Yeah, I mean, that turns it into a popularity contest having to do with Twitter followers, and, and you know, that's weird. Um, but at any rate, Venkat's on the list, and I voted for him. I mean, I, again, well, yeah, there's a list. Oh, uh, you can, the voting started April 2nd, so they, the, the nominations were announced April 1st, which was a kind of funny, actually, when you think about it. And then um, there's a link where you can go and vote for, I think that's like six or seven people there. And unfortunately, the only person I actually knew, you know, based on their contributions and everything, was Venkat. And I'd say Venkat's written a book on Groovy. And of course, most people know that. But then again, Venkat's written a book on everything. So that's not a big shock. But if you vote for him, you have to do it via tweet. And we'll see how that plays out. Okay. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to comment that uh, I, I've noticed several of the other nominees because they're filling up my Twitter feed, hmm. but I have not seen any votes for Venkat yet. Uh, so. Well, I know I did one <laughs> yeah. and a couple other people have as well. I have no idea. There's no indication of a score or ranking or anything like that. I also have no idea. I didn't read the rules closely enough to find out how many people can qualify. Can they all qualify? Is there only one? Is it? Is there a threshold? I have no idea. I don't get the feeling they know what they're doing either. But you know, we'll see. Now, I don't mean the, the. I mean Oracle. You know, I think they're just throwing something at the wall and saying, "Hey, let's see if this works," and we'll go with that. So, any rate. Uh, okay, so boy, now I'm giving marketing to Venkat too. Is there any other competitor I want to bring up here? You know, this sort of thing. Uh, anyway, that was all in conjunction with the idea that Micronauts got a release candidate out now. And, and, oh, sorry, did you want to say something? Oh, and that Micronaut is, uh, bringing everyone together. Right. Yeah. It's it definitely seems to be making progress and, and we're looking forward to that. Uh, I should though mention another significant one, I suppose. Uh, Gradle of course is on a normal, six to eight week release schedule that they've been on for years, you know, which is really impressive. It scares people when I talk to them because they go, well, I'm still on 2.4. Is that hopelessly out of date? It's like, no, actually it's, it is, but it isn't. I mean, they haven't, most of the changes have not been in the API. They've added some things, but it's mostly under the hood. In other words, yeah, you want to upgrade, but you're not going to have to relearn the tool kind of thing. You know, uh, but of course, 5.3 is out. Did you want to comment on 5.3 or 3, 5.3.1? Uh, 
Sure. I mean, so we can we can step back a little bit and say that, yeah, the Grail team has been working really hard to keep those release cadences going. Uh, and a lot of the changes are adding new features, which is always awesome. Uh, but we do really, really try to make sure that everything stays backwards compatible so that, like you're talking about, people can, uh, like, easier transition from older versions to newer versions. It mostly affects people who are writing the plugins more than the the, uh, the end users. Right, but, right. I mean, there are still, like, between the major versions, there are still things that break. Uh, you'll need to upgrade versions of all your plugins and such. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we're, we're chugging along, and it's getting better and better. Uh, for 5.3, uh, mm. the, there's two big things that are in 5.3. So the, the first one is feature variants, uh, which is if you, all the Maven users are familiar with optional dependencies, it is optional dependencies and then more. So it's, it's much more flexible. You can uh, specify a lot more things. Uh, and we wanted to actually go against uh, this kind of misnomer of optional dependencies because it's not actually about being optional, uh, but including them in specific variations uh, of your build. And I know that's really complicated uh, and it's still something that a lot of people struggle with, but the dependency management team is working really hard on trying to clarify some of that stuff. So the dependency management documentation is being updated too. Uh, we have a new blog post about feature variants and the metadata format, which I mentioned in a second. And then uh, they just did a dependency management webinar uh, that the video uh, should be available now on the gradle.com blog. Um, I'll, I think I'll, we're going to tweet about it later in the, in the week, but it's actually on the, the Gradle blog. I'll check while you're talking about it. Go ahead. Okay. And then, uh, so that's like, there's a whole series now of those started. Uh, so the one that they just released is part one, uh, and it'll get uh, more and more into detail as they go along. The other exciting thing that's happening in dependency management right now is uh, they the Gradle module metadata format. So it's a it's a new format, kind of like uh, the Maven metadata or IV or uh, like just like how you define what you're actually publishing and then what goes to Maven Central, etc. Uh, and then, so the dependency management team wanted to define a new format that's much more flexible than the the ones that already exist. And so what's happening now is that if you turn it on uh, in 5.3 you will also get an export in this new metadata format. And uh, then starting in 6.0, uh, that'll be on by default, so then everyone will get that feature. So uh, it's, it's kind of in, in testing right now. Uh, the, the format itself is 1.0, uh, but the, the end users can try it optionally if they want. Yeah, the, the blog post that, well, Cedric put up there, Cedric Champeau, on the Gradle module metadata, uh, as it says in there, it... it um, it allows you to specify. Actually, why don't you say what? What? How would you explain what the module metadata allows you to do? Uh, okay, sorry. Is that a hard so, question? I I didn't mean to well, put you on the spot. I, I wasn't sure if you were going to continue reading or not. I, oh was, oh oh, sorry. Uh, not sure if you were going to continue or not. So the um yeah, like like the blog post says, uh, goes into a bit of the use cases into what the other formats don't cover, uh, mm. specifically like around uh, dependencies and variations of, of builds. Uh, we're, we're not, we're, we're living in a world now where builds aren't as simple. Like we're not just running 
one simple build that runs the same thing every time. Now we have different uh, variations and different platforms. If you're a library produce, uh, producer, then you have all of these different downstream services that are uh, having to consume your library and maybe they want uh, different features. So it's all still still pretty vague, uh, but you should read read Cesar's blog post a bit, uh, and it links to some places in the documentation that they've been fleshing out, uh, and there'll be more webinars and stuff coming on that topic. Yeah, I I think what happened was is I read the the blog post when it was first announced, and by the way, uh, please subscribe to the great old newsletter. You know, uh, the blog posts are are always highlighted in the newsletter, of course, and the newsletter is like really good. And I don't just say that because I know the person who puts it together. You know, um, actually, it's been good for years. I, I've always been very impressed with the the newsletter. I I helped work on it for a while, and I didn't do a great job. But there are other people. I mean, when Eric took over, he did a fantastic job. And now you're you're in charge of that now, right? Correct. Uh, so I one of my side tasks is to write that newsletter, uh, and it, it was a major part of my onboarding. Mm. It had to be up to up to Eric. Uh, the level that Eric had, had set before we could publish it. Now that was uh, Eric, again, for people who don't know, that's Eric Wendelin, right, who is not uh, working on that stuff anymore, right? I mean, that's uh, that's all yours now, right? And he moved uh, to another, didn't he move to another group or something at Gradle or whatever? I think that's public. Uh, he tweeted yeah. it. I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't know about it if he hadn't said it. Yeah, I, I no, I'm not bringing up anything that's insider information. I mean, yeah, no, I can understand the debate though. Any rate, uh, the newsletter is that if I remember, it's newsletter.gradle.org, something like that. Very simple. I think if you just go to gradle.org and you go under the about resources or whatever, it's one of those other resources. You can just click on it, and and the web page, if you're curious, has like always has the latest six issues. So you can go in there. At any rate, so the, the newsletter led me to the blog post. And the blog post I read and got confused, you know, because my the okay. the sorts of, of builds I work on don't tend to need that level of fine-grained variation. But the blog post does talk about this variant-aware dependency management and the module metadata and how you put together this big dot .module file in JSON format and, and can really customize what you're doing. But again, because I don't really have much of a use case for it, I wasn't really clear on exactly how to explain it or understand it. So uh, when they do have a presentation on that, I probably will. Uh, go and sit in that to find out more about it. Yeah, I think it'll be in in the later part of the series. Right now, they're still doing basics. Now they they mentioned there was a there was a five point three point one, but that was just a a what is it fixes some bugs for multi project builds. You said in there. Yeah. Uh, so some yeah, there were two two minor bug fixes in the point release, uh, but the first one was kind of important because it affected multi project builds, which lots of people have multi project builds. Yeah. Uh, so that went quickly out the door after 5.3 because we needed to fix that bug. Mm. So, uh, but you also mentioned a new logo for the gr the grumpy Gradle fan is not so grumpy anymore. Is that what it is? <laughs> no. No, no, you didn't say that. That was my observation from looking at it. Where's the new logo? I gotta find this. This was just on Gradle.org, right? Gradle.com slash brand. We have a whole kit now. So if you are a presenter, if you write blog posts, 
if you need trainings uh, and you need any of the logos, you can now download them. You don't have to ask us for them. Look at that. Uh, and there's a whole story about uh, the, how the new logo is more symmetrical. More symmetric. I didn't notice that. All I'm noticing looking at it is that it doesn't they turn the eye around so it doesn't look so grumpy anymore. That was my opinion. Again, I used to say the reason the Great Fant was so grumpy is he only had three legs. He still has three legs. Yeah, so but it, he seems now he seems to be reasonably happy about or she, I don't know idea. But the the Great Fant looks reasonably happy about it now. But I didn't know about Gradle.com slash brand. So that's really, that's nice. Uh, did they play with the colors at all? Because I see the, the that nice blue trend now. So the, the blue gradient is also new. It's an alternative. So we, we still have like the, the dark gray. And now we actually have a an official white logo. So if you are doing stuff on dark backgrounds, you don't uh. have to mess around with the, the shading and try to Photoshop it yourself. You can get both the white and the dark background. And then we have this new gradient background, too, uh, which tends to be on a lot of the Gradle Enterprise product branding. And also, I have stickers now. So if you find me at a conference, I have stickers in the nice, pretty blue gradients. Yeah, and they've got the whole list here. Wow. I See, I don't spend much time on Gradle.com. I spend it on Gradle.org, you know, because I mostly talk – pardon me? Yeah, but I mean that's intended, right? I mean you, the Gradle dot com people are going for Gradle Enterprise, which I understand. Uh, and of course, we mentioned on the podcast last time that Gradle Enterprise now helps with Maven builds, right? That it allows you to have a build cache for Maven tasks and also build scans with Maven builds, right? Correct. So uh, it's actually been released. So when we were talking about it last time, it was still in development mode. Oh, okay. But as of the beginning of March. Uh, the newest version of Gradle Enterprise 2019.1 includes both a remote build cache server for Maven as well as uh, the build scan service for Maven builds. Now, if you don't have Gradle Enterprise and you just want to try it out, uh, you can go to scans.gradle.com and hashtag Maven uh, if you want to see the Maven-specific instructions. There's also a tab there too, so uh, don't worry about that. And so we have a free free version that includes the scans, uh, just like we do with the Gradle build scans. Uh, but to get the build cache, you'll need the the enterprise license. I see everything there that you were just describing. That yep, <laughs> got the pictures, got a little animation and everything in there. Uh, well, best of luck to all that. I mean, uh, again, I don't have the use case where that comes up a lot, but I do encounter a fair number of people who certainly could use it so i'm glad to see that and now of course you can tell all the people at gradle that you've done your uh your i don't know obligation or whatever you've been nice about gradle on the podcast yeah i mean it's it's not just that like so uh for for example recently i've been trying to contribute to more of the spring projects and so all the spring Hmm. projects uh although they support users of both gradle and maven their actual build itself is all in maven and so I've been struggling with some of these things now myself, uh, and I really like uh, the Maven build scans, especially for dependency stuff. Very interesting. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's, it, Spring has had a long history of preferring Maven, although I always use Gradle when I build a Spring Boot project, but I know they've got some people who do that, and I didn't realize the actual build itself for Spring was using Maven, although I guess if I thought about it, I would have assumed that was too true. And, and all the other sub-projects too. Interesting. Okay. Now, the other 
related, if you will, project, I guess, um, that, that did do a major version is that uh, Dan Allen, the head of the ASCII doc project, or no, sorry, the head of the ASCII doctor project, right? Announced uh, ASCII doctor 2.0.0, which has a, a, been a long time coming. That's a major revision. Now, are you involved in any of that? I mean, I know you talk about it with your generation stuff a lot. Uh, is there anything you could say about it? So I, I'm like, I'm not part of the team that yeah. develops ASCII doc or ASCII doctor or any of that stuff, right. but I am definitely a fan and I use it. And, uh, so I just gave a talk, uh, on Tuesday at micro exchange about the way that Riddle uses ASCII doc and ASCII doctor, uh, and some of the extensions that we've written and such. Uh, so, I mean, now, of course, we're going to have to upgrade to 2.0. Right. That'll actually give us a lot of gains. So there's, uh, like you said, 2.0 has been a long time coming, uh, and I've been trying to keep up with it because I know we're, I'm going to have to now update all of my side projects uh, to use 2.0 to get all the benefits. I mean, I write all my training materials using ASCII doc, and with I drive it with Gradle. So I care about the, the ASCII Dr. J plug-in inside of Gradle, and uh, the latest I've still seen on that is 2.00 Release Candidate 2 or whatever. I haven't seen the 2.00 version formally out, but I haven't tried it in like a, in a week or so. Uh, also, O'Reilly uses Gradle, or pardon me, uses ASCII doc for their books, while the Prags, you know, Pragmatic Programmer uses Markdown. So you want to talk about switching back and forth. Yeah, it's really awkward. Uh, but I am looking forward to adopting the, the new 2.0.0 version. I think the biggest thing that was in 2.0.0, most of the stuff in there doesn't affect me at all. But there was one thing about pluggable syntax highlighters that was a big deal. And I know that the, I think it was the JUnit 5 people were waiting to update their documentation because you could tell the look and feel of ASCII doctor generated documentation. And JUnit 5 docs are in ASCII doc. And I think they wanted to wait for ASCII doc 200 so they could update the syntax highlighting and then update everything because uh, they've always supported what is it, pigments and code ray, but now they can do a whole bunch of different things as well. Uh, okay, so that was good. And I suppose we should mention also, speaking of Gradle plugins, by the way, is that at Greech, didn't um, Andre Salmire talk about his uh, Cordamp set of plugins as well? He did. He did a workshop on those uh, Cordamp plugins. And actually, so they released the ASCII Doctor 2.0 plugin at Greech uh, with Schalk and, and Andre spoke there. Right. Skulk uh, was doing a talk on that, wasn't he? I forgot. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, yeah, that's actually what I was going to say, that he, he gave a talk and it, it seemed really excited, and I'm, I'm sad that I missed it. Yeah, and of course, it makes sense that Skulk was there, given that uh, he's based in Andorra. So I have no idea how far that is from Madrid, but it's certainly a lot closer than we are, you know. Uh, but I'm glad he was able to go there. It's good to see him still active in the community as well. Um, oh, and by the way, I didn't put it in the show notes, but there was another talk I noticed was at uh, Greech, was... Um, one on SDK man, the internals of SDK man. Yeah. All I saw, I saw the slides. Uh, and of course I got lost very quickly because he gets right into the guts of SDK man and I'm just a user, you know? Um, but that's uh, also good to see that that was going on. And I'm, I'm sure when, again, things are a bit more publicized and organized, we'll, we'll see the links for all of that too. Uh, I suppose if we're talking about build tools, I should at least mention that uh, G Maven plus had a new, 
release as well for those people that are using the Maven plugin for Groovy, I suppose. Uh, both of those people, right? <laughs> I, I have no idea how many, how many people are involved in that. No, actually, it's it's a fair number. Is uh, it? We've been So now that we're doing both Gradle and Maven on the developer advocacy side, uh-huh. uh, when we go out and give talks at conferences, I'm a lot more conscious of the percentage of people in the audience that are using Gradle and Maven. And so uh, I think we were saying that at Grooch, even in the Groovy community, there's still a lot of people that use Maven instead of Groovy or instead of Gradle. Uh, and then at this top, this conference that I went to uh, this week, uh, I had a room of like 40 people, and only two were using Gradle. Wow! So that was that was really really fun. Well, the statistics uh, do tend to suggest. I mean, all the surveys that come out. I mean, now again, the surveys are always you wonder about the the sample bias, and you wonder about the self-selection and all that sort of stuff. I mean, there's a lot there, but it does seem like that the percentage of people using Maven is still 60 to 70% of the overall Java community. I don't mean, I don't know about Groovy, but certainly the Java community. And that seems to be stubbornly hanging on. Just, it's very difficult to shake something that's that deeply entrenched, you know, and I imagine this is a source of some frustration at Gradle when you have an obviously superior tool in many ways, you know, but regardless, as you say, I shouldn't minimize the, the Gmaven Plus plugin then, because, again, that's probably some people's avenue to getting involved in Groovy at all. Now, the the other one that came out uh, was uh, Groovy Eclipse, uh, which I think they had, what is it, their 3.3.0 version came out. I try to avoid Eclipse when I can. I use Eclipse when clients use Eclipse, you know, or when I have to... Uh, do a demo for somebody and they're doing Eclipse. Or, and this also comes up with Spring Tool Suite as well. The Grail support kind of was a casualty. You know, that's kind of gone. But the Groovy support, I actually met the guy. What's his name? Uh, Eric, let's see if I could find the release notes here. I know I put it in here. Uh, Eric Millis, I think, M-I-L-L-E-S. Yeah, I met him actually at a No Fluff Just Stuff conference. He says, oh yeah, by the way, I'm the guy <laughs> working on that. Uh, we got to get him on the podcast at some point too. So uh, yeah, I mean, the Groovy plugin is still a thing inside Eclipse. It's still growing. It's still active. And now it has support for Groovy 3.0, Alpha 4, you know, but it also has support for Groovy 2.5.6. It's got the Parrot parser, although you have to enable a flag. It's still optional and everything. And it works with the absolute latest version of Eclipse, the 2019.03 version. I, I'm still kind of disappointed they're not naming them after planets and stuff, you know. But now it's just 2019.03. They came out with a new version last month of Eclipse, and they've got the Groovy support right inside it. Do you ever have to deal with Eclipse anymore or not? So you don't have to deal with build ship either then? No. Uh, I mean, we have people that do. Yeah. So, uh, not does, but, uh, yeah, usually if I, if I can't use IntelliJ, then I try to use NetBeans. Oh, really? My, my ranking. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting statement, so we'll see. At <laughs> yeah. any rate. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, the the NetBeans group, from what I understand, it's a small community, but it's a very vocal one. They don't like being overlooked, uh, the way the Griffin people don't like being overlooked too. They they didn't have a release recently that that I missed, did they? Or I think they're we're okay there too. I think 
Yeah, well, we'll hear from Andres otherwise. Okay, what else is going on? Um, you want to mention the business about Daniel, about Daniel's son? Uh, well, yeah, I guess we can. So there's two things. So first is that uh, it's really awesome. He got an award from Google, which uh, you can see the link in the show notes, mm. uh, which goes to, to thank him for a lot of his contributions over the years with, with Groovy. Uh, and then uh, the other big thing is that he's been really integral in the new Friends of Groovy uh, Open Collective initiative. So right. both of those are great for, for helping in or recognizing him. The Friends of Apache Groovy link there, it's, which is in the show notes, is where you can actually... Uh, I think we mentioned it at the podcast we did with uh, Graham Roche at Deb Nexus. We talked about the, the fact that you can help put in a, a small amount of money, either one time or a monthly contribution to help fund some efforts. And I think um, you mentioned it. And I think I heard from uh, Eric that, that some of that was going toward that Eclipse uh, groovy support as well, or maybe that was planned. I'm not sure which, did you know any detail on that? Yes. So I joined the committee. Oh, Okay, then let me stop talking. Go ahead. You, you tell me what's going on. I have to do more things. Um, <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I guess I, I had volunteered on the mailing list, and so now I uh, am, am trying to help where, where I can. Unfortunately, I haven't had time recently. But uh, so the, the biggest uh, advances here are that, yeah, so we thank you to everyone who contributed so far. Uh, we are finally able to actually start prioritizing that. So the first uh, request that came in was from Eric to work on Groovy Eclipse. Uh, as far as I know, we're still discussing like the details of it because this is the first one. So we don't have a good process for like uh, what should like what what should be considered done and how much uh, to uh, distribute and stuff like that. So we're still working through a lot of those processes. Uh, but if there, if you have uh, particular opinions on it, uh, you should join the Groovy Community Slack. So uh, oh. groovycommunity.com, all one one word, to sign up. Or uh, if you're already in the Slack, then just go find the link again. Um, but we we have a new public channel now called uh, Friends of Groovy, mm. and we I, I haven't actually like announced it yet. Uh, we were just talking about it the other day that uh, we want to start discussions there about what people think we should work on and what, what we should use that money for. Can you mention any of the other people on the committee? Uh, yeah, so we're all publicly uh, listed there. So if you go to like the Open Collective uh, website and you scroll down a bit, uh, it's, so it's Paul and Daniel and Soren and me and Martian Erickman. Oh, okay. I'm just scrolling down at the moment. I'm, I'm. Oh, there's the team right there. Yeah. And yeah, so, that's all so, in other words, I would have known. That's got an old black and white picture of you. You really need to update that. You know, the blonde, no more purple. Yeah. Well, it's black and white, so who can even, you know, I suppose. But, <laughs> but I mean, the other, all the other people have a color picture, so you know, it's a, you're you're in marketing now, right? You know. Yeah, it's an. It's probably it pulled it from Gravatar or something where I still have an old logo. The rest, everything else has my like macho stance with my hands on my uh, hands on my hips and my purple <laughs> hair. Um, but that one's still the old picture, the the professional picture that I had taken. Right, but yeah, now I see everybody on the team there, and and they've got the budget and everything. So hopefully, uh, people will be able to uh, will be encouraged to participate in that. I've, I've got to go add that channel on the groovy slack then as well. So good. I'm glad you brought that up. And 
that also took care of the. I think it was uh, Guillaume Laforge that Google that put Daniel up for the award, and it went through. and And that was uh, congratulations to Daniel. That's wonderful. I mean, he's doing an enormous amount of work. I know he was one of the people behind the heart of the parrot parser. He did a lot with that. Uh, but I know he's made contributions throughout the core. A um, couple other things. Uh, did you want to say anything about Java Land, by the way? I did. Uh, so we, I, I was there. Um, we, I met, ran into lots of groovy people. Uh, it was really nice to, to connect. Uh, and I was actually really surprised because even in this big jump conference, there were lots of mentors of Micronaut, uh, lots of talks from uh, groovy people who will also be at Great Conf Europe. Hmm. Uh, so we'll see some of the same people again there. Uh, and yeah, I think that's all I, um, all I really wanted to mention. Now that was in Germany, wasn't it? Where was that again? Correct. Uh, so, uh, the conference itself is at this amusement park outside of Cologne. Oh, really? And, uh, it's a very interesting venue to have a conference. I was not a fan uh, but I can understand how some people might like it. Uh, so I suppose if it was in Germany, I should call it Java Land rather than Java Land, right? I mean, I, I suppose uh-huh. uh, outside Cologne or whatever. Okay, well, wonderful. I mean, glad you were there. Um, you also put in the link, I remember that, uh, that what is it, Redbubble now that is uh, offering some groovy swag? Yeah, it got promoted by Apache again, so I, I went back and looked at it. There's some t-shirts, and you can even get, like, a little pillow for your house. <laughs> and a laptop skin and all that stuff, and, uh, like, cool, you know? I totally forgot this stuff existed, you know, that you could get it. I have an old, I have a bunch of old t-shirts, you know? But, you know, I'm going to have, of course, if I bring another mug into the house, my wife is going to, you know, so I have to be I have to be choosy on these things, you know, be selective there. Okay, what else do we have here? Uh, Vladimir Oranyi, again, however you pronounce his name. Uh, Vladimir, if you're out there, please feel free to correct me on that so I can, I mean, I'd, uh, I'll probably forget, but correct me multiple times. I'm okay with that. Uh, at any rate, he was kind enough to publish his workshop notes. Looks like they were written in ASCII doc, by the way. Uh, workshop notes for his Groovy DSL workshop that he did at Greech. So that's the first thing I've seen published out of Greech like that. Uh, the DSL workshop, of course, it's something I've always been meaning to dig into a lot more deeply, the, how to build a DSL. I know the basics. You know, I haven't done a lot of it because it's easy to make a bad DSL. Uh, but this looks to be very helpful. And, and I put the link in the notes so that if you're interested at all in how you build a Groovy DSL, uh, there's an excellent um, set of notes there. By And his uh, Twitter handle is Musketeer with a Y. How about that? <laughs> Uh, I think I follow him, actually, so I probably think I saw the link when it first came up as well. Let's see. Uh, there's a an, an interesting link that I saw, I think, tweeted once, and then also Sergio had it in a Groovy, Palomari, a Groovy Calamari issue, was about uh, Groovy Regular Expressions, the Definitive Guide, which now the Definitive Guide, of course, really is the, well, the stuff at, at Groovy.com. Org, you know, I mean, the actual docs on the homepage. But this was a nice little guide with uh, the syntax. But he also, the thing that was unusual about this is the person who put it together, and I don't have his, the person's name handy. I'm pretty sure it was a him, though. Uh, also did some performance measures. Actually, the reason I don't see the name is I, 
the name's not highlighted on the actual blog post. I mean, I just found it again. But after showing the patterns and replacements and everything, he's got... Uh, so maybe I shouldn't say he, I don't know. But the person who wrote it has me- multiple performance measurements using JMH, the, the Java Micro Benchmarking Harness. And, and he's running it from Gradle, which, again, there's Cedric again, because Cedric he's the person behind the JMH plugin for Gradle. You know, so this is uh, those are the sorts of results that you can believe, you know, because it's actually using real warm up iterations and averaging and and all kinds of things. And he's got a nice little uh, the blog post lists many different measures of performance uh, throughout the. Oh, there's the name. It's uh, yeah, right. It's uh, a Simon Stepniak, you know, and of course we knew that. So I, I think we may have mentioned this earlier, but I didn't really dig into it until now. So any rate, thank you very much for that. And, and the blog post is listed in the uh, show notes as well. A couple of real quick ones, by the way. I don't know if you follow that blog by, what is it, B-A-E-L-D-U-N-G, building. Yeah, uh, that group, I don't think that's one person. I think that's a group of people. They tend to blog about, spring-related things, but other Java generic stuff, and they're in the flavor of, if you don't know about them, they're in the flavor of the sort of stuff that Mr. Hockey does, you know, and that they're relatively brief posts to go through. Mr. Hockey's more dedicated to a specific task, you know, how do you do exactly this, and therefore he's got tons of them. These are more, okay, how do you do, and and the ones that I've listed here, there was a guide to IO and Groovy, and there was an introduction to traits in Groovy. So it's nice to see that group bringing the beginner stuff, you know, the groovy stuff to the general public as well. You know, it reminds people we're still around, you know, because sometimes you run into people going, really, is groovy still a thing? Yeah, it's a thing, you know. Yeah, more popular than ever. Absolutely. I mean, depending on how you measure popularity. And speaking of that, once more, somebody decided to write a blog post based on the Tyobi Index. You know, which we highlighted earlier the last time you were on the podcast, as you reminded me, right? I still like mine better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I agree with that, too. But this one I thought was interesting because it was actually from an, uh, from a, a jobs-type site. You know, Dice, which is a job-searching-type site. Yeah, they wrote a little article on their blog called Groovy Enjoying the Grooviest Rise Among Programming Languages. I go to great lengths not to make that pun. You know, it's just fish in a barrel, you know. But at any rate, it was based on the the February update of the Tyobi Index where Groovy jumped from 49th to 19th. I don't remember it dropping to 49th, but when you're measuring, it's such a, you know, you're you're measuring a very weak signal and depending on how many people happen to vote that month or whatever they're measuring based on, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's always good to see somebody going, somebody outside of the normal players saying, oh, by the way, hey, this is still a, a an interesting thing to do. The, the only other thing I added in here was uh, Graham Roche gave three talks at DevNexus, and he has already shared his presentation slides. So I put a link to the tweet itself and then the link to the three slides. He, all three were related to Micronaut, one called the Micronaut Deep Dive, one on their AOT capability, the ahead-of-time uh, compilation mechanisms, and Micronaut and Grails as well. And I think that's everything in the show notes that I had, the next section's the part called what's what Jen's been up to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh right, I did add that section. So Um, you may want to handle that part. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm the only one qualified to answer that. So 
Uh, yeah, so I, I guess that, like having me here uh, means that I can talk a little bit about the things that I've been doing and maybe haven't been talking about. So uh, I, I have been working as a developer advocate for Gradle, uh, which unfortunately means spending a little bit less time on groovy things and more uh, out in other ecosystems, uh, which is also an opportunity because it means that I get to uh, try and use Groovy in my demos and other ecosystems and other communities. So uh, that that's both an opportunity and uh, it does mean I have to write some columns sometimes. Uh, huh. Did you win the over-under? What was the over-under this time? <laughs> I don't know, but th- I, I'm actually surprised that I think this might be the longest uh, we, we've managed to go. I was kind of uh, going out of my way not to bring it up. So, But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry, I broke it. Okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, so I'm, I'm saying this because we're, we're doing a lot of smaller events, so I'm, I'm not going to as many of the same developer conferences uh, as I was. Uh, Gradle is now doing more of these little tiny events. Uh, so the two that I have coming up are Cloud Beast Days in New York City and in Atlanta, and those will be the week after Easter, which is like the 23rd and 25th of April. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, we'll probably start doing more of those, so keep an eye out. Uh, Gradle maybe coming to a city near you in the U.S. and Europe. Uh, yeah. And then I got I have a couple more uh, events. So we're, I'm going to talk about dependency management, which I've been talking about the last time I was here and this time, uh, at Spring I.O. in Barcelona. So uh, I actually co, co-submitted with uh, Andy Wilkinson, who is, uh, well, who I, I've talked about before because he's also the product lead on Spring Rest Docs, which is the project that I've talked about before. But uh, he also does all the Gradle dependency management plugin stuff at uh, Spring for within the, the Spring Boot team, and so we're going to do a, a comparison of Gradle's new native bomb support to the Spring Boot uh, dependency management plugin, and kind of when you want to use both, or when when you want to use uh, e- either of those. So that should be exciting uh, and hopefully helpful for everyone that is confused as to why both still exist. And then you'll definitely be at GreatConf, of course. I will most certainly be at GreatConf. I already have the days off. Um, yeah, so ru- I probably should buy my plane ticket. Rumor has um, it you're on the committee, right? Yeah, yeah. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I help organize. I help do tweets. Uh, I'm doing this diversity ticket initiative that we talked about. And if you ping me, you can even get a discount code. Um, but, oh, yeah, and I guess I, I do have one. We waited long enough. So if you waited to this point in the show, you can have our listeners-only discount code, uh, which will give you 35% off of the regular price for Bitcoin. So if you if you were to sign up today, you get the early bird, uh, which is 25%. But this code is 35%. Mm. And so it's great. Uh, G Okay, so GR and then the number 8. G-P-O-D. 19 so great groovy podcast 19 seriously uh, we you you actually leverage the groovy podcast for a wow i'm wow i'm thrilled i can't believe we actually are involved so yeah say it again so yeah so so gr8 and then g pod really groovy podcast 19 yeah for the year uh with it yeah the 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 contingency here is that you have to listen to the podcast. So we aren't going to put it in the show notes. Uh, and uh, please don't. If you publish it on Twitter, I'm going to have to deactivate it, unfortunately. Um, 
because we don't want it to be something that anyone can just like search and get 35% off. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll see if anybody makes it to this point in the, that it's a really unusual measure of whether anybody's listening. I cannot put it. Okay. You know, maybe Sergio will listen. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, that'll be that. You'll have to let us know if anybody winds up using the, the discount code because we'll know where they got it. You know, I suppose, by the way, if you're going to mention Kotlin, okay, then I do feel obligated to mention that the first early release version of my Kotlin cookbook is now out. Uh, that's a, through Safari. I mean, I know it's not supposed to be called Safari anymore. It's the O'Reilly Learning Platform. But if you go to the – I know. Do you believe that? I I know. Well, that's a that's a whole other argument. We're getting to the end here. But I will tell you that if you go to the web page for my Kotlin cookbook, I suppose I should probably put a link in the show notes. It says read on Safari, so it still says Safari on it. So, at any rate, I'm going to call it that. Uh, but at any rate, I've just got three chapters out, and of course, it's all uh, it's all recipes that'll be jumping around all over the place. So there's lots more coming. There's way more than that is finished at this point. So that's good, and I'm just steadily adding to it. Uh, I should also mention that I talk about this and other things in my own newsletter. You know, I, I again, if you only could do one newsletter, do the Gradle one. But my own is at uh, tinyletter.com slash K-O-U-S-E-N-I-T. So, at any rate, uh, Cousin IT newsletter. See, it's a, one, it's a company newsletter with a one-person company. So, I also think it's a, you know, midlife crisis thing, right, as I have a newsletter now. So, but at any rate, just... Well, well, yeah, but I already that wasn't my fault, you know. Okay, so I think that's everything. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up? I'm just scanning through. Uh, I think we we talked uh, we've talked on for a while. Yeah. Uh, anything else we forgot, we can do in the next one. And uh, again, we'll post a link to the show notes as well. And and thank you very much for listening. And thank you to No Fluff Just Stuff for hosting a Groovy Podcast homepage. Uh, also. Hans Doctor and Andre Salmire did some uh, great old talks at No Fluff events in Minneapolis and in Boston as well. Right. Yeah, I missed them. They were there before the conference. I was there during the conference. We missed each other, which was kind of annoying, actually. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, hopefully they'll do more of those as well. And thank you so much for being available. We put a, you put a link to your homepage at the bottom, which is excellent. Uh, the genstrader.com. So, uh, you accepted that. I oh, are you? Kind of threw that in to see, to see if, I could if you hadn't put in there, I was actually all planning to say, Oh, please put in your link as well. And, you know, it's like you, you took care of it. So it was like, Excellent. I'm glad to, glad to see that. So, oh, yeah, you're, you're definitely friend of the family. You're always welcome here, you know. Um, and if Baroque is unavailable, well, so much the better, right? You know, no, I'm kidding. So, at any rate, it's, it's really great to have you here. Thank you very much for coming. And we'll see everybody uh, whenever we do our next podcast, which will definitely be before Great Calm. So, okay, so take care, everybody. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs>